pushing boundaries. Pushing boundaries. Push. What up, everybody? Push. And welcome push. to another episode of Pushing Boundaries. Now, I said before in the last episode that there was a lot of changes that were going to happen uh, for myself, uh, within my life, within uh, work, kind of really everything. Uh, and I, I didn't really have the time, nor did I really have the motivation to make a podcast. Um, you know, when I first started this podcast, I originally intended it, I, I intended for it to be a sort of, not live, but just a video diary journal, whatever you want to call it, as far as like the way that I think about things or the way that I feel about certain uh, events that are going on within life, some of the things that I see, all that kind of jazz. And, you know, I, I, I we're, we're 62 episodes in, or this is going to be episode 62, and I feel pretty accomplished to have gotten this far. And, you know, two months from now is going to be the anniversary or the one-year anniversary of me even starting this, which is also something to look forward to and something cool, and maybe I'll do something special for that. But like I was saying before, the the motivation has been uh, pretty low for me to do something like this, and I blame myself. In a sense, there's really no one else to blame. Uh, there, I think due to the change and uh, the stress and all that kind of stuff and my inability to uh, sort of bracket those things uh, has kind of been the reason why I haven't been able to do something like this or I haven't really wanted to. Um, you know, I don't make money doing this podcast yet. Uh, and I didn't really ever plan on making money. But since I'm not making money, then you know, there's other things that have to come in before this. There are more important things in my life uh, before the podcast and talking to y'all. Not to say that I don't like to do something like this because I love it. I really do. It's just I, I, I just don't have the time, uh, the motivation, uh, but now I kind of do. And I don't like just giving up. Um, it's just not in my nature. I, I think that I get a lot of that from my father. Um. My, my dad, you know, always talked about how, and even my mom too, it's not just my father, but I, when I think, when I say something like that, I think about my dad. Um, but, you know, I, I don't like the idea of quitting. I'm not, I'm not too against the idea of failing, not being a failure, uh, because being a failure is different than just failing. You're going to fail at a lot of stuff. Uh, I fail at a lot of stuff. But being a failure is just the giving up and, and I, I quitting and not wanting to try anymore. So I'm not a big fan of quitting, even though sometimes that's what's necessary. Uh, oh, yeah. And also, I'll just mention, like, I'm holding my microphone <laughs> because in the move, apparently my uh, $10 mic stand broke, which who would have thought a $10 mic stand would have broken. I'm surprised it lasted this long, to be completely honest. And you know what? I'll, I'll probably spend a little bit money, more money to get a better one just because now I know that what to do and what to look out for as far as mic stands go. But um, yeah, kind of kind of side noting it. But yeah, so going, going kind of back to the, the, there's been a lot of changes. But you know, I've been doing some things within this time productively. I'm in the process of uh, getting my career started. Uh, you know, podcasting is nice. And I, I may want to turn this into something when I get my career and I get my license and all that kind of stuff. I feel that if I want to be a male or focus on men's counseling, uh, then I need to uh, figure out the best way to reach out to men. And I feel that, oh, I don't just feel like I know that men are not too keen on going into therapy. 
Um, you know, usually it takes something pretty drastic to happen for a man to go into therapy, which I don't blame men. Uh, I've said it before in the podcast. I feel that because uh, the psychology or the field of psychology is so saturated by leftist ideology and feminists and feminism that why would a man ever want to go to counseling? Uh, because it doesn't help, it, and, and and it does. But it, it, I'm saying as far as like a man thinks, like it wouldn't help because you know the issues that a lot of men feel, feminists don't answer, um, the leftist ideology doesn't answer, um, and I feel like men are in an existential crisis, including myself, as far as you know what is life, uh, how do I lead a more moral life. Um, what do I do for the future generation? I want children. So w- w- what kind of man do I want to be? And what example do I want to set for my children so that they have a good basis and uh, feel safe within themselves and within the outside world? Um, and I, 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 I may be thinking too far ahead right now, but I'm 24 years old. And it seemed like 2020 went by just so fast. I mean, we're already almost in October um, you know, and I, I can, I really remember, uh, when all this COVID shit first happened and it doesn't, it seems like yesterday, uh, just rinse and repeat every single day. So, I mean, there's been good things that have happened within this time since I've last spoken to y'all. I mean, I got, I passed my big tests, which was great. Uh, I was just waiting for that, uh, confirmation and I'm in the process of becoming licensed, which is amazing. You know, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity. But, you know, the way that I think about my life and the way that I think about what's going to make me happy is not just a job and not just a career because that's one part of it. And, you know, being financially stable is another part of it. And I, and I really do want that out of my life because, of course, you know, I want to be able to uh, create, a ho- uh, create a home. Uh, I want to be able to uh, not just live by paycheck to paycheck. I want to have some money saved and I want to be able to you know, afford the things that are not just needs, but just wants, you know, I don't want a lot. I don't want crazy things, but you know, I, I have an addiction to shopping at home goods. So, I mean, if that, if you're in that same category as me, uh, then, you know, you kind of understand where it's like, I go to home goods, I'm planning on spending just $10 on a candle and I walk out with like $50 worth of stuff to make my apartment better. Uh, and then I just found out about this store. I mean, Walmart has a brand called at home, uh, and it's their, their brand, uh, home goods kind of stuff. Uh, I found that they actually have just a store of just this stuff, which uh, is probably my favorite store that I've I've found thus far. Uh, but so there's been some good changes, positive changes, but there's been a lot of more negative changes in a sense, which is also, uh, you know, you got to look at it as like a positive as well, or I have to look at it as, as a positive as well, because in the end, uh, you know, I'm only thinking, I'm only I'm thinking so small right now, so small. But in the end, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, Jesse Lee Peterson talks about how it's not good to stay in your thoughts, and I understand that it's hard to to not. And I'm in this process of trying to get away from my my own mind and to just live life and allow things to happen. Because when I have let go and I just allow you know, God to take over or whatever you want to call it to take over. Uh, I feel like there has been, it, it works out in the end. But then again, it's hard to do that now, especially with all the changes. And I'm not even saying that like, I'm the only one who's experiencing this. I feel like this is a, 
a general feeling that a lot of people have been having. You know, I've it's it's kind of shocking to see you know how many people I've seen, how many people have been going to seek therapy, uh, how many people have been moving, and how many people have been. Uh, you know, you could see the stress in people's uh, posts on social media and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to say that this is just me specifically, but, you know, I just, you know, this is my podcast and we're talking about me. Something else that I've been, you know, seeing too is that uh, the same people or, you know, people who don't agree with what I have to say, who don't watch the podcast, they just know me because, you know, they knew me in high school and now they're seeing my posts on Facebook and they're seeing my uh, spicy titles and stuff and they immediately run off the deep end with it without really even, you know, doing research. Uh, it's funny because, you know, I have conversations with these people and I say, well, what about this, this and this? And they say, oh, well, I didn't even research that. It's like, why, why are you even commenting on something that you haven't researched? And I've been finding that a lot with people who want to talk politics or want to talk about all this Black Lives Matter shit and all these people, all these... Black people who have been wrongfully shot, even though they're doing these people who have been shot have been doing the wrong thing. Uh, it's like, oh, well, did you know that this, this, and this? It's like, oh, well, I didn't do that much research on this. I just know this. And it's like, why are you entering or starting a conversation on something that you have not even researched? Because I do the research. Whether you can say that's an obsessive thing or not, I do the research before I talk about something. And you know why I do that? Because I don't want to seem like an idiot. When somebody comes and uh, debates me or has a rebuttal, I'm not saying that it's okay f uh, that it's not okay for me to be wrong because of course I'm going to be wrong, but I don't want to sit there and just be like, oh, uh, I was I was actually pretty ignorant about that because that's you know more embarrassing than being wrong to me. Like I, I find it really just uh, it's just, there's no other word for it. It's embarrassing. Uh, so. Uh, more specifically, there have been two people from my high school who have sought out to message me or to make it known that they don't agree with what I say. And it's funny because one of these people who I haven't, I really haven't spoken to in, since high school, um, since 11th grade, 12th grade, um, want to comment and uh, say like, oh, where's the next podcast, bro? Where's the next podcast? What, what's up? Why are you not posting? And me, you know, being sarcastic and kind of an asshole back is like, well, they're on YouTube. So, you know, go check it out. You know, you weren't even watching the ones before. You know, what do you know? What do you, I know you don't care. Uh, so, you know, what, what's the point of you messaging me? Like, really, what's the point? Because I don't know. The, the, the thing is, is that high school for me was over six years ago. Over six years ago. You don't know me anymore. You barely, I barely even knew myself in high school, let alone you know me, and now you think that you know me now, and we haven't spoken in six, seven years? You don't know me. Uh, you don't know who I am. Uh, I'm discovering myself more and who I want to be and what I want out of my life and all that, and you know, for someone to say like, oh, where's the next podcast, bro? Where's the It's like, first off, this podcast isn't my life. Again, I'm not making money out of this. And even if I was making money out of it, uh, it wouldn't become my life because there's more important things to life. To me, I really want to start a family uh, eventually. And I really want to learn how to, I've said this before, I want to learn how to farm. I want to learn how to, well, not really farm, more like gardening and stuff like that. Maybe own a couple, you know, farm style animals. But, you know, I, I, there's more important things in my life, um, such as getting a career, 
and it's put the podcast on hold and I'm fine with it. So that you coming out out to at me out to me at me and being sarcastic and being like oh we're you know it, it doesn't bo- it bothers me in the sense that you are so egotistical in the sense that you think that you know me and that you think that that's going to deter me or anything and that I'm going to look at you and go oh well now I have to create a podcast because you said something and that may be if you're ignorant you know you may be watching this and saying like oh well you're saying that they where's the next podcast and that it doesn't bother you, but here you are creating another podcast. But then again, we're episode 62, buddy, you know, uh, and this one I felt like I had to do because I haven't posted in like a month and a half or whatever. I mean, I posted that one about the elderly home, but that was a while ago and I didn't post for a while before that. Again, there's been a lot of changes that have happened in my life and I just really haven't felt motivated to do something like this. And talking now, you know, I've been talking for, let's see how long it's been. I've been talking for 13 minutes now, and it does feel a little bit better. But then again, it is just me talking into a microphone, looking at myself, or looking at a camera where I can see myself in the bottom of my eyes, uh, versus, you know, it's not that it's not productive, but in a sense, it 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 really just alleviates my own stresses and uh, doubts and stuff, versus changing things for my life. I have to be proactive in it. I can't just, some of these things, you know, I said before where I just got to let some things go and sure, but a lot of these other things, it's not just going to happen if I don't do anything about it. Now, some of my friends, I don't really care about what you're doing career-wise. I really could care less. Um, and I say that like my friends, these people are not friends. And, and if you see yourself, oh, we're on Facebook and we knew each other in high school, that makes us friends. You are an idiot because, you know, I think about the the, the rap song, uh, Friends by Houdini. You know, friends, how many of us have them? Uh, it's, I, I have like two solid friends. Solid. And one of them, I wouldn't even call him a friend. And I've told him this before. And uh, it's sappy and, you know, kind of uh, maybe a little homoerotic, uh, <laughs> but in a good way. Uh or it's, it's the dude's my brother. Like, there's no way around that because you know we may not speak every single day. We may go a month without speaking, but it, there's always a return. There's always the comeback. There's always that. And you know, he actually just moved uh, closer to where I am. Uh, he was living. Uh, he I knew him from a long. I've known him for a long time, and we lived near each other in the state where where he came from, California. And now he lives here in in the state that I'm in currently. And, uh, you know, it's cool because, you know, having my boy who lives 15 minutes away from me, uh, it's just so easy to get around. And the streets here and the freeways here are just so uh, simple and easy to get around that, you know, there's really no problem. Uh, I went over to uh, eat dinner with him and uh, swim with him and all that kind of stuff. And that was good. Like, I really, uh, I like that sense or I, I, I like the feeling that I get from that. And I think that knowing myself, and maybe you can ask this question to yourself, um, and this has to do with relationships as well, uh, not just romantic relationships, but just relationships uh, in, as a whole, is what do you value as far as like what, what is a solid relationship and what isn't, right? So you, if you've ever heard of this thing called like the love languages, what is your love language? That's basically what I'm talking about. For me, it's uh, open communication. And I get a sense of safety from communication um, if I don't get that open communication or I don't know what's going on, I feel unsafe in a sense. And then my mind tends to uh, wander. And again, that's what I'm talking about before where I'm trying to get out of my own head in a sense. 
but it's hard because it's not just a habit. It's been something that I've been doing for years. So it's, I don't want to say it's a waking up period, but it kind of feels like it because, you know, people say, oh, you took the red pill when it comes to politics. It's, it's sort of like that, but it goes beyond that because, you know, at the end of the day, if the government collapses, if the dollar collapses, if martial law is put in and all this stuff, you're it, sure those are different stresses and sure that that way of life has to come in, but you're still stuck with yourself, right? I mean, if I sit there and I'm like, oh God, the world's ending, you know, that's why, I mean, I really do feel like that's why a lot of people are committing suicide now during COVID is because we, this is a time where we have been stuck with our thoughts. You know, there's not a lot of opportunities for us to go out. There's not a lot of opportunities for us to go do things. And when you do go do things, it's like you got to wear a mask. And I don't know about you. You probably are if you're watching this, but I'm sick of the masks. It, 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 it's, just, it's just stupid at this point. At this point. And I, I, a lot of people are saying it. It's not just me, but I really do feel like this whole mask thing is going to end right after November. Or it's going to slowly. And, you know, other people are like, oh, well, you know, I think it's going to take, you know, years for the mask thing to end. I don't think so. I think that there's more people now who are uh, done with it versus the opposite. And, you know, a lot of people will just listen to what the news is saying versus actually going to where the news is sourcing their information like the CDC, uh, you know, reports where, uh, and I could be getting this completely wrong and I'm not looking up the information right now. I'm just kind of going off the cuff where I think I saw it was, there was a little over 10,000 deaths in the United States for COVID specifically. All of the other deaths have been due to comorbid issues. And it's funny that we will be so, so adamant or that these people who care about lives are so, so adamant about we have to protect the COVID and this, this, and this. And it's like, okay, well, heart disease is uh, is a, a, a uh, risk factor to uh, f- like for COVID to become fatal. Uh, but yet, I don't see you out there talking about like, oh, here's how you can prevent heart disease and here's how to eat healthier and here's how to exercise and all that kind of stuff. I see you just posting a lot of Black Lives Matter shit and then posting pictures of yourself at the beach, you know, half naked, whether guy or girl. And it's like, what what message are you trying to send? Are you trying to like get more black friends? And if so, that's a little weird and racist that you're doing it like this. Um, and two, like, why do you not just care about lives in general? Because I've said it on this podcast, and I never really said like where I stood on it. Uh, where the the question isn't like if one specific life matters more than any other, because no life matters any more than any others. Uh, if it's it's hard for some people to even hear that, like you know, even even like the Nobel Peace Prize winners, those people's lives don't really matter more than my life. You know, and, and and you you might you might think that way too because we're though we are a very uh, social creatures, humans we're very social. We need that social interaction. Uh, we're still individuals, and we tend to look at the world from an egocentric point of view, which can lead you down a wrong path. But then again, if you're not thinking about yourself and not doing things in your best interest. Or, you know, I wouldn't say selfishly, but at least considering yourself before you make other decisions, then you're going to wind up being pretty sad because you're going to realize that other people are not going to do that same thing for you. And then what? So uh, going back to what I was saying, like to me, it's either all lives matter or no lives matter. 
And I'd like to think more positively in the sense that all lives matter. And it's not just like the, you know, oh, because in response to Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. No, it's all either, again, it's that it's either all lives matter or no lives matter. And I think that all lives matter equally. You want equality, right? That's what all these movements are talking about. We want equality. We want equal representation, this, this, and this. Well, this is what equality is. It's all lives matter or no lives matter. We can all be equal in that. You know, there's a lot of people who have done important things in this life, but I don't think that a lot of these people who were doing that were thinking, now there's probably are, but I don't really think that like a lot of people who did great, great things and moved us forward as people were thinking that my life matters more than everybody else. It was like, no, everybody's life matters and I seem to be the one who can think about these things like this. So maybe I can... Uh, progress us forward as people so that all of our lives can be a little bit easier or that we can understand things as a people more. You know, we're pushing all of us forward just as instead of just me and my group. And that's, I think, a big problem with the Black Lives Matter movement is that you're, you say, well, no, it's, it's not, it's not just only Black Lives Matter. It's Black Lives Matter right now because they've never mattered before. And it's like, that's never been true. Uh, and it's like, oh, America. I don't forget what what uh, football team it was, but like the football players who all came out and had a statement about like, oh, Black Lives Matter, and we need to do better. And that that one idiot guy. I don't remember. Again, I don't watch football, so I don't know his name. But he was sitting there. He's like, we this this country has been formed on slavery and the backs of slaves, and we need to show our respect and that the lives they matter. And it's like, okay. You sure, like, yeah, slavery was a thing, and nobody, nobody now, nobody sane is gonna say, like, oh, yeah, slavery was a great thing, and we love enslaving people. But you know, you look at any other country, and there has been a history of enslaving people, and it's evil, it's all evil. Now, we talk about slaving your, enslaving your body, but enslaving the mind is worse because our bodies are limited, right? We're going to, our, our bodies hopefully will deteriorate before our brains do. And then we'll have to deal with that whole concept of like, well, my brain is still active, but like, I can't do the things that I used to do, but I feel like that's a better problem to have than, uh, losing yourself, you know? And when I think, when I say something like that, I think about Alzheimer's. You know, because when you get older now, some of that stuff is genetic. You know, some of the stuff that you'll deal with when you get older is genetic and you can't really help it. But the other stuff is, you know, that you can help it. And it's probably better to try to talk about like, hey, here's how we avoid some of these things. Here's some things that you can do uh, in your time while you're young so that you can be less likely to have to or you'll, you'll it'll be less likely for you to have to deal with these things. And that's something that I think is more important than talking about police brutality right? Because police brutality happens to anyone. It could happen to anyone and everyone. It doesn't matter about your skin color, right? And, you know, you hear people talking. I I saw a video today where like there was a protest on a highway somewhere, I think in Los Angeles, of course, where they were talking about like, oh, did you hear about the Dion whatever guy who was shot and killed by police? And there was a black guy in his car who was like, well, did he have a gun on him? And the guy was like, well, he did, but he put it down before they shot him. And he's like, well, did he listen to the police? And the guy was like, well, he doesn't have to, this, this, and this. And he's like, well, I'm a black man. And I don't ever put myself in that situation for police officers to have to get that serious. You know, I don't do thuggish things. I don't uh, I do not do drugs. 
Uh, I don't, I have a family, I have a job, that's what I do, and I get my stuff done, and I don't have any problems with anybody. And this person literally had, couldn't say, they didn't even know what to say to him. And it's like, okay, what are we going to call that guy a coon? Are we going to call him a uh, uh, an Uncle Tom because he's saying, or he, he's speaking out against things that are wrong? And it's like, again, there's people who will look at that and go like, oh, well, you're a black man. You have to speak for your people, our people. And it's like, your people are not me, right? I've said on here where like, it's it doesn't make me feel good to know that there have been a lot of uh, Jewish people who have done wrong. You know, I'm Jewish. So it doesn't make me feel good to, to see that there have been other Jewish people that do wrong. But I don't look at Jews as my people. My people are the Jews. No, no, I, I, don't, I don't see that as that. My people are people who think wisely. If if Jews happen to be doing that, if you have to be Jew, if you happen to be Jewish, and you're thinking wisely, sure you can be my brother, you can be that, but it's not because you're Jewish then you're my person, because then you fall into this weird category where you feel like oh, okay, well my morals and values don't uh, align with this person, but then again I already said it's my people, so I have to defend them, and it's like no you don't, no you don't. Uh, again I like diversity of the mind. I'm not a big fan of, you know, I, I mean, I am a big fan of diversity and stuff like that, but I'm, I care more about diversity of the mind versus I care about diversity of uh, anything else. Not to say that I don't recognize it. Like those people who say like, oh, I'm colorblind. I don't see color. It's like, okay, a little weird, maybe a little bit on the, like, not, I'm not gonna say racist, but that just seems a little odd because obviously my skin color is a little bit different than yours uh, and sometimes a lot different. But again, it's, it's what's up here. Because me, I see people of all races, shapes, sizes, thinking the same way. And I'm like, that's a group of people. That's ideology is more dangerous than the person themselves. Because ideology can take over anybody. Uh, it doesn't matter what your decree is. It doesn't matter even what country or what language you speak. Ideology can take over you and you can become a, a just a puppet to that ideology. And you could say the same thing about me, but I feel like as far as myself and my uh, conceptualization of the world and of what's right and wrong has come from within. Uh, um, and I listen to Jesse Peterson a lot. He and he, Jesse Lee Peterson, not Jordan Peterson. I see, I, you know, listen to Jesse Lee Peterson a lot, and he talks about well, that's like a lot of that is God within you. Um, and those parts that are making you do things that are bad is Satan within you because you have to have that balance. There's the both within you. Which one, which, who is your master? And when you think of yourself as God and I can control everything, you're going to fall pretty fast. I don't know if you've ever tried to control things that you can't control, but it doesn't work out because you can't control it. So it's, it's more like how you can react to it. So I, I think the, that was a more tangent bringing me to the end point is just the reaction to it, right? I could sit there when people say like, oh, you know, oh, you, I used to be, you know, you used to be so cool and you used to think this way. When's the next podcast? Uh, oh, oh, you know, why don't you get somebody on here that, that thinks differently than you? It's like you are creating something. You want me to do something for you, right? Like you are looking for that. And, and I'm, I'm not even saying like I didn't want somebody I don't want somebody who thinks differently differently than me to come on. I do. I've asked people and they're like, it's either I don't get a response or I get a response and they're like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then they just never hit me back up again. Or it's like I set up the thing and then all of a sudden they have other things to do. And I'm not a big 
podcast platform, right? The same people who don't want to come on my podcast are the same people who go, you only have 40 followers. It's like, okay, only 100 people are going to see this video. What are you so afraid of? What are you so afraid of? But again, going back to this whole idea of how to react to things. So for myself, it's been trying to take the, and it's again, not just me, but I feel like everybody has to go through this at some point where it's like, how are you going to react to what's happening? Are you going to let your emotions take over you? And that's just what it's going to be. Uh, and our emotions, if we allow them to kind of control us for a while, as I have in the past, where I'm I'm coming out of that mode, I'm not perfect yet. I'm not going to say I'm an alpha male because uh, I'm not at that point yet. I'm I'm trying to get there, and I'm I'm moving towards that direction, but I'm not there yet. Um, I look at more of my journey as a positive thing versus like I need to be there right now. Because again, it's hard to fall out of those habits. It's hard to fall out of those things right away. And all of these changes for me has been kind of a kick in the ass in a sense to really start doing these things, which I, I have to thank in a sense, the changes and the people who have, uh, have, you know, changed me and all that stuff, even though it may have been negative at first, it, it, it will turn into a positive. I get that, but you know, it, it's a, it's a journey. I don't want there to be any questions. I don't want to eventually uh, have any regrets. And sure, there's the part of that where you have to, you know, stop thinking about it and all that stuff. But then there is that time, like myself, when I drive, when I drive, it's like my the time where I can think. It's like I'm focused on the road, but my mind, I'm able to sort of think clearly. And it's in a sense, it's a uh, it's therapeutic to drive. Maybe you have something that's like that for you. Maybe driving it is what it is or working out or whatever it is. Um, I felt like when I was working out, it was like the opposite where I would, it would make me stop thinking about the things, but the problem doesn't really go away. And I'll definitely buy a new mic stand. I don't, you know, I, I, I'm looking at my setup here in the camera and the, the camera itself is a little bit blurry, at least for the back, but I kind of like that. I have this light back, this light back here, uh, that it changes colors and I wanted it to do like a fade effect thing where the colors kept changing, but I couldn't figure out how to get it proper. And I feel like the darker colors make it look a little bit better. And I think that that like light is the reason why some of these things are not as clear, but you know, it is what it is. I do, I do kind of like this. Um, and I've rearranged my living room several times <laughs> because I just don't know what I want it to look like. And this is the first time that I have been living alone like truly, truly alone uh, in my entire life. I was upset a little bit about it, but I was trying to think more positively and I was kind of excited at the idea of living alone because it was that opportunity for me to, again, that kick in the ass to like, okay, you got to get shit done and you have to um, discover yourself and your normal, your normal. And it's a growing period and that's cool. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever experienced this. You probably have, but I'm a tall guy. I'm six four, uh, and I remember when I was going through like the thick of puberty and the thick of growing. Like my uh, muscles and my bones were sore and hurt. I remember that stuff, and I think that for change to occur, liqueur. I think for change to occur, there has to be and growth, there has to be that sort of pain. And without that pain, there's not, I don't think that it really, it, it drives the message home, truly, 
Because if it was all easy, then everybody would do it, right? I've said this in a podcast before. It was like, if life was easy, no one would kill themselves. If, or my mom used to say, like, when I was doing karate when I was younger, you know, and I was upset that I didn't have a black belt or I was upset that, like, you know, it wasn't faster. My mom was like, well, if karate was easy, everybody would have a black belt and then what? You know, you'd have to learn something else in order to really defend yourself, you know, gun safety or something. Uh, And that's been a concept that I've always thought of, you know, ever since my mom said it. Well, my mom, I mean, my mom said this to me when I was really young. But I mean, conceptualizing it now where it's like with with without pain, there is no growth. Just like this idea where like, you know, these 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 crazy ass socialists who are saying that we need to have free school. That doesn't make any sense. Because not only do, I mean, there's no uh, motivation for, for, for professors to do anything because they're probably going to get paid less if, you know, the tuition is free or there's nothing or like the taxpayers are paying for school. Um, yeah, let's add more taxes to the working class because that seems like a great idea. Uh, but it's like there's no motivation for students to, to, to want it, right? There's no monetary value in it, then what's the point? And I know that feeling. Um kind of, where I had help paying for my undergrad from my family. And it wasn't that I didn't care, but it it felt a little bit different than when I did my master's and I was alone. It feels a little bit different when I started paying for my apartment by myself, which was a couple years ago, versus when my, my mom was helping me out, my parents were helping me out paying for my apartment while I was in my undergrad. Because one, it, you know, I, I, I really couldn't because I couldn't maintain a job, a full-time job enough so to pay for an apartment by myself while I was in school full-time. And I was taking not only a full course load, but then some. I graduated early because I took so many credits during each semester. So the pain and suffering, you know, that occurs when all this change and growth happens, it kind of, it it helps to uh, solidify in at least my brain, but I think in other people's brains that, this is what's happening um, and that there is meaning to it. Same thing with the school, like I was saying with school and money. Like if if you have to pay uh, money for it, if there is a monetary value and it's not just something silly like $100 per class, if it's something, you know, I don't think that school should be as expensive as it is because it's, it's, it's horrifying and the student loans just screw you over. Like maybe that system needs to be changed and to help out students a little bit more. Um, but there needs to be some sort of monetary value that comes along with school because if there wasn't, then the same derelicts or you know people who didn't care in high school are the same people who aren't going to care in college. And college isn't for everybody. You know, I I had to um, really discover who I was and what was important and all that when I when I went to school. Because there was a lot of people who wanted me to just think like them. And, uh, oh, you know, what are you going to do with the philosophy degree? And what are you going to do with the psychology degree? Oh, you have to do this and this. And it's like, okay, well, a lot of my friends who were in psych, who had psych majors, don't even do anything with psych. A lot of my friends who were philosophy majors don't even do anything with philosophy. I wanted to make my education something that I pursued going forwards. Um, But then again, you know, I'm in classes where these crazy leftist, liberal, feminist ideologies have taken over schools. And it's not just my school. It's it's a lot of schools. This this is what it is right now. Um, A lot of students can't think for themselves like that. They fall into the traps of the safety nets of relying on others. 
um, or just relying on what their teachers say. And everything that I had ever learned about school and about college, or I think what my parents had told me about college, what I had read about school when I was in philosophy, when I was taking philosophy in high school, what I learned about like uh, people going to like, not really college, but becoming philosophers, apprentices and stuff and what that was like and debating with your professors and being wrong or being right and all that kind of stuff. That was like everything I'd ever dreamed of. And I'd only found two professors out of all the professors I've ever had who were doing something like that. I remember my, one of my, my philosophy for professors who I didn't really agree with on a lot of stuff. Like politically, we didn't agree. Um, I'd say on a lot of social issues, we didn't agree, but there were times where I would say something and she would go, I never really thought about that. I'm going to write that down and I'll get back to you. And I was like, that is the coolest fucking thing in the world that a professor, someone who is a lot older than, well, not, sorry, <laughs> not a lot older than me, but older than me, an adult who has children who are my age can sit there and go, I didn't really think about that. And I've been teaching this class for 20 years. Interesting. I'll get back to you. I was like, holy shit, this is what college is supposed to be. But then again, it was only one professor. So I'm not, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, it, there's no hope. There's nothing because there is. Um, and, and a lot of the times hope, uh, screws you where it's like, Oh, you know, I was hoping for this and I, I had a lot of, uh, uh, hope and all this kind of stuff and it didn't pan out. And now I just, I don't believe it at all. You know, I, I, I do feel like there is going to be that point in my life and everybody's life where things turn around once you just let go, uh, because, all that stress and all that other kind of stuff weighs you down. Uh, but I don't even know where I was going with that. You kind of get the point of what I'm saying. So I think that maybe to kind of end this because I remember I said something at like 13 minutes and now we're at 40 minutes. I didn't even expect for this to happen like this. I do feel better after <laughs> talking into this. My hand doesn't feel, my arm doesn't feel that great, you know, holding the mic, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think to end this, um, if you're still subscribed to me, if you still follow me on Instagram, I really do appreciate you. Um, and I know that for you, you know, I'm not, I'm not the, your main focus, but I know that for a lot of people who are going through changes that, you know, it could have been just as easy for you to, um, just delete me or something like that. Cause I'm not posting and stuff, but I, I'm not promising anything. I, I really do want to get back into this and do that. But again, it's like once things are more finalized within my life, then I can feel a little bit more motivated to do things like this because this is this, I do feel like something like this is more productive than just sitting around. I don't really play video games as much as I did before, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. Not that I, I don't think I really played that much, but it was enough. Now I'm, I'm in this kind of mode where I'll turn my PlayStation on. I'll like look at my games that I have. I'll even like click into a game, go to the main menu. And then I'm like, uh, I just turn the PlayStation off. And that was, uh, you know, I, I didn't ever think that something like that was going to happen. Uh, but it does something else that, uh, maybe will be the next episode is I've been reading a book that I think is, one of the most insightful books that I've ever read. And when I was reading it, the way that it applies to COVID, not the disease itself, but the year of 2020 and what happened to people with COVID uh, is pretty insane. And it just makes the guy who wrote it, uh, in my eyes, a little bit more um, 
not, not it doesn't validate him more because like the book itself is pretty validating but it just like that idea that people don't really change in a sense uh kind of comes out and i do feel like people you know jesse lee peterson one of his the the quotes or the questions that he asked last week because he has a biblical biblical question of the week last one was or last week was uh do people change and if I would have called in, I would have said that I don't think, I don't think at all, um, I, I don't believe that people change. I believe that it's always been within you who you are. It's just you're either blocking it or you're not allowing yourself to become that. So it's more like people grow which I guess is a form of change, but I, I don't really think that this idea, when I think of change, I think of, well, you were one way this whole time and now you're a completely different way. I don't think that people are like that. I feel like it was always within you. You just never let it out. Or you are changed in a sense where like now you're blocking that who you are so that you are protecting yourself from something. So it's not really changing. It's more just a series of, protection or uh adapting to the things that go on around you so maybe this podcast is gonna my podcast can change right my career can change but me as a person i don't change i just discover more about myself and i move gravitate towards that you could call that change but i don't think that that's what it is i hope that you guys are able to find a sort of coping mechanism uh that is healthy during this time, I do believe that November is going to be the craziest month of 2020. And it's been a crazy year. Definitely one of the most memorable years of our lives. But the way that I like to think about it is that we are living in a time right now that will be written in the history books. This year is going to be in history books 50 years from now. And we're living it. We are living in it. And that's the coolest thing in the world. I'm a guy who likes history. You know, I like the the the, the ideas of, you know, not the ideas, but I, know, I can't really say all the events that happened in like the 20s. But, you know, like people like the great Gatsby and wish, oh, I wish I lived in the 1920s because that would have been so fun to go to the parties and bootlegging and stuff like that. We're living in a time right now that people may say 60 years from now, I wish I could have seen all this stuff happen. The riots, the fires, the, the disease. It's all this stuff is like it, it, we're witnessing this stuff. It's so cool. It's bad in a, in a lot of ways, but it's it's really cool that we get to be alive to see these things and that I I mean anybody, not just me, can turn on their webcam, go onto YouTube and now you're talking to other people who may have feel the same way as you. It's 12 12 p.m. noon. My laundry's done. Got to go get it. It's a good time to end. Peace out, y'all.